With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The San Francisco 49ers select A.J. Jenkins. <laughs> you serious? Amendment rights, I would like to inform you that you're fired. All right. Thank God. It's really more about what convinced Kyle Shanahan. You know, clearly Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had, had come to know each other, uh, A, from the playing career of John Lynch. His final four seasons were under Mike Shanahan, Kyle's father with the Denver Broncos. And then in recent years, John Lynch has been a television analyst for Fox, and uh, including the divisional playoff game when the Falcons did a number on the Seattle Seahawks. John Lynch saw that up close. You know, they know each other from those production meetings. And thinking back to that game just a couple of weeks ago, John Lynch very much was uh, effusive in his praise of Kyle Shanahan's offense. So uh, those two got together. Uh, Kyle Shanahan determined that this was somebody that he could work with. And now they both will be getting six-year contracts to prove themselves with the San Francisco 49ers. That was um, I, you know, the key is you always look from a throwing standpoint. If they're one of those pure throwers, there's not many on this planet. Um, you got to be pretty special and just that you're born to do that. And after that, you have to you have to have a certain poise and intelligence where it's not just necessarily how high your IQ is, but how quick you can react and make decisions. You can't really think too much in the pocket and the speed of the game. you got to be able to feel and react and process stuff without totally sitting there and thinking about it and being too analytical about something. And in order to do all that stuff, you got to have a very given ability but you also got to be fearless. It, it hurts when you get hit. Those guys are big, and um, you, you can't flinch. you got to keep your eyes down the field and constantly be seeing stuff, and um, I'm glad I don't have to do it. Not many people in this world can do it. You can really throw the football. The problem is, in the fourth quarter, with the Cowboys' defense on their heels, he threw the big interception. So here's a guy who's bet on himself, playing out his franchise tag on a one-year deal, and he's got to show a little bit more. You've got to be able to win these games in the fourth quarter I really like what I see from Kirk Cousins. I think he's got to do it more consistently, and he's got to do it when it matters most. Hopefully, you know, with the draft and free agency, um, they can get back to where they were, and that's in the uh, championship games or back in the Super Bowl. Hey, fellas, we ain't going to ever back down for nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. And welcome to Niners Radio, and I'm your host, Brian, and we have Jeff and Dina on, on board with us tonight, and I tell you what, guys, I am so excited. I got chills going up my down, 
up and down my arms. I have red and gold blood just pumping and pumping and pumping. All this news about John Lynch, about, oh, my gosh. Oh, Kyle Shanahan officially signed. Uh, oh, Jeff, what's your thoughts, man? I uh, can't, re- can't wait for the offseason to begin. I'm ready to go. See what uh, these Dina, guys what's can your do thoughts? for us. I'm excited. I'm the Kyle Shanahan fan, have been. So I'm excited. And Lynch, he's fired up. So hey, there's a there's some audio that we're gonna we're gonna play for you guys tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow night at 6:30 p.m. we are doing our show. Um, unfortunately, we did think that the press conference would be today. It's gonna be tomorrow. Um, so. We will be on tomorrow from 6.30, 7.30 uh, Pacific time. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go over that. We'll play some audio stuff for you. And, and it's, out there on, it's out there on Facebook. Um, you know, everyone coming off the plane with John and Kyle and Jed. Um, then there's an, another audio that, that just psychs you out because what they're doing is they're physically sitting down while Kyle signs it and says, it's official, guys. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, John, uh, John had a thing, you know, um, welcome empire. You know, it's, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it. This is the way to do it. guys. This is the way to do it. I am so excited. So excited. Okay. Uh, we have so much to get to, um, in probably, well, about another hour. Um, Dennis Brown's going to be joining us. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Finally, and I tell you something. You know, I was excited about Jim Harbaugh when they got hired. Jeff has wanted this for seven, eight years. Dean has wanted this for years, and you know, we finally have that tree back that everyone wants. Okay, and he's he's starting to fill out the roster. You know, his coaching staff, and we're going to get to that. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just want to go over a couple things with you guys, and uh, you know, we can talk about it. But, um, you know, everyone's blaming Kyle for that loss. And I think it's <laughs> – if you don't know what Kyle Shanahan does, okay, Kyle Shanahan was named assistant coach of the year. And there's a reason why he did that, okay? He's taken Matt Ryan's to new heights, okay, when he was in Cleveland, okay? Best offensive year Cleveland's ever had, <laughs> Josh Brown or Josh Gordon, I'm sorry, um, he, he takes people and says, what are your strengths? And he exceeds them. He says, okay, we're going to do this with you. We're going to do this with you. These are your strengths. These are your weaknesses. We're going to take that away from you, and we're not going to expose that. And you even saw that in the Super Bowl um, until Brady had to pull a Brady. Because I'll tell you right now, guys, Give me another team in the NFL that would have won that game. And your answer is zero. Because, yeah, a lot of people don't like Tom Brady. But if Tom doesn't put on his magic Tom Brady hat, they don't win that game. There's no way. They caught the breaks. You know, there there was pass protection uh, mix-up with the running back not picking it up. You know, Matt, Matt Ryan fumbles. You know, things happen, okay? 
everyone's like, well, you know, he had he had that seven step drop. Why didn't they run it? The the running back got injured. Okay, they put another running back in there that they didn't know. You know, passing is their is their key. Okay, um, when you have the three wide receivers and the tight ends that Atlanta has, I don't think he would have changed his mind. And I think you, I think when you see that press conference tomorrow, he's going to say that. You know, maybe it was his mistake, okay? Maybe he should have ran it. But how many times we can go back to our Super Bowl and say, well, you know, you have this, you have that. My biggest thing in the Super Bowl, before we get on to it, was the pass interference. The, holding, the, the three holding penalties, which were ridiculous, okay? Um, you know, all these analysts that say, oh, you can't call pass interference when, it, when a Super Bowl is on the line. Really? Because you look at that play again. Was it, they, they both they both uh, they both had the arms around each other. It should have been called pass interference for in the first place. And uh, you know, it, it, anyone who was watching that game, obviously millions of people were watching that game. You had to think of our Super Bowl and say you're going to call that, but you're not going to call the Crabtree catch. Come on now, come on. That really made me upset. What do you guys think about it? Oh, 100% agree with you on that. It was a chicken. It was a baloney call. It wasn't even a good call. And, you know, to go back on the fumble by Matt Ryan on that sack, if you go back and look at that play, if that running back would have just gave him an extra second, Julio Jones was wide open in the center of the field. Wide that open play in the there middle. Yep, I saw that. would yep. have been a dagger a dagger mm-hmm. to New England. It would have ended the game on that play because it would have been six. He needed just exactly. one more second to get that throw off, and it was ball game. You can go back to Kyle yeah. all the time. Well, he should have ran it. Okay, and the main running back's hurt, but he went for the dagger and they didn't get it. And so how can you blame Kyle for that? He was going for the kill, and the guy missed his block, plain and Man. simple. Man. Okay, so this is what I want to read off, guys. Okay, so, you know, everyone says, oh, Kyle did such a terrible job. How can make up, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's get over that. Okay, so let's look at Kyle's Super Bowl. Okay, so Kyle threw it 23 times and ran 18. <laughs> that's pretty even, okay, guys? That's That's something you ideally would want in any NFL game, okay? Um, Matt Ryan hit seven different wide receivers. Again, you're not keen on certain players. They did a terrific job for Julio Jones. Okay. But I think he only had three or four targets. And I, do, I, I think it was by design because they said, okay, you're going to double and triple cover Julio Jones. We're, we're going to, we're going to mismatch you guys. They they get beat by the tight end running right down the seam, touchdown. Okay, once again, Kyle said, okay, you want to do that, I'm going to make you pay for it. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, so Matt Ryan was 17 out of 23, 284 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions, but unfortunate fumble. Tom Brady, okay. Now, I give it to him. Tom Brady, 466 yards the most passing yards in any Super Bowl in history. But here's the thing. He had to throw it 62 times. 
He was 43 for six out of 62, two touchdowns, and one a big pick six touchdown. That, by the way, <clears throat> Joe Montana never did. Um, and you know we can get we'll get on to that. I, I want to save that for when we get Dennis Brown on. So we'll go back back to that. Um, the final stats were the Patriots had 546 yards to the Falcons 344. They both had 104 yards rushing. So uh, the main stat was the Patriots had the time of possession, 34 minutes to the Falcons, 23 minutes. That is way, way, way too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. So um, let's get into um, – what Kyle and what Kyle and them have done so far. Okay. So this is, I think pretty much everything on here is from Ian Rappaport. Um, Ian uh, reported Monday afternoon that San Francisco officially hired Kyle Shanahan and still hammering out the final details, which they're hammered out. Um, him and John Lynch both got six-year contracts. So what does that say? They're in it for the long haul, okay? They want these guys to get it right, and there's no timetable on this, okay? Me and Jeff believe in two to three years, we're going to be competing for <laughs> for a championship, okay? I, I think, you know, you have to give it a little time. But once again, me and Jeff were talking about this. He's going to get the right people. What he wants, guys, he wants football players. That's what John was saying on KMBR, uh, I think it was yesterday. They want football players. If you don't think you can play football, you will not be on this team. Okay? It's that simple. Jeff, do you have anything to add to that? No, it's plain and simple. If you don't want to give 110% on the practice field and in the game time, you're not going to be around. And I believe there's probably maybe one, maybe two free agents from the 49ers that might stay. The rest, you're going to say goodbye to because they did not give what John and Kyle are looking for. I would not be surprised if you see cuts because players on the field, you could tell at the end of the year, we're just not giving it their all, and they're not going to stand for that. It's just like Harbaugh. He did not stand for that. These two guys won't stand from that from day one. And they are on the same page versus what has been happening. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, this wasn't really expected, but I understand why. Uh, Ian Rapport also is reporting that Shanahan is not, I repeat, not going to hire an offensive coordinator. First time in a long time. Long time since that's happened. Okay. That's that's the Um, third time this year, Brian, that that has been announced on new coaching changes. Wow. Shanahan's not doing it. McVay's not doing it. And uh, Anthony Lynn in Denver, who was the interim coach in Buffalo, was also, also the offensive coordinator is not hiring one. Those three main head coaches are being OCs. 
as well as head coaches. They are well. I mean, look at what they did defensively already on hires. Gus Bradley's in the Rams. All mm-hmm. Bay has to do is worry about his offense now. Wade Phillips is in uh, in Denver. Where, where did Wade Phillips go? San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Yep, San Diego. Yep. Sorry, I got a mixed up. Anthony Lynn's in San no. Diego. Yeah. Those those Are, guys have hired experienced DCs, and they're pretty much saying, do you worry about the defense? I got the offense. Let's go. Yep, let's do it. And that's – you can see that going to be a trend in the NFL if this works. Now, the people that um, – they haven't signed officially, but they're going to um, probably within the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, Fort Nair is playing to hire Falcons offensive assistant, Mike McDaniel, as their run game guru. And Rich – Scanagarello, I'm probably saying that wrong, as their quarterback's coach. Um, and he was on the Falcons staff in 2015 before moving to Wagner College as their offensive coordinator. He also worked for the Raiders on the NFL level. Um, now, as far as the plan to bring Rich on as a quarterback coach, and Mike McDaniels as a guru, um, so that leaves a question, <laughs> I'm sure, for everybody. Um, where does that leave Tom Rathman? Jeff, what do you think? Uh, you know, there's only two scenarios I can see. One, he gets released because Kyle and John want a complete fresh start coaching staff and all. Or I can see Rathman becoming assistant OC slash maybe assistant uh, head coach or something along those lines and be up in the booth. I don't see Rathman taking that, though, because he likes the interactions on the sidelines. So it'd be interesting to see, but I'm kind of leaning towards that you're not going to have any members of the prior coaching staff that was on this team, Darren Tomasulu, Rathman, Tomasulu, Kelly, or Harbaugh days, I don't think that you're going to see a single one of them on this coaching staff. It's going to be a complete no. complete rebuild, complete fresh start. That way there is no okay. leaks, guaranteed. That is true. That is true. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. So, obviously um, – that's where it comes in, where Bobby Turner is going to go over the running back coach. Um, so that's where we kind of stand with that for right now. Well, I mean, here's a good example, too. All conditioning coaches have been fired from the 49ers. What does that yes. tell you? Yes. They're, they're starting yep. fresh. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if there's not a single member. And what that's going to guarantee is the leaks – aren't coming from anybody from John Lynch down. So you got rid of all the possibilities. So are you saying, and I I think we're both assuming this, that maybe the general manager was the leak. Oh, I'm saying that 100%. I think that's who it was because he knew he was gone. 
Because how how yeah. else would York and Prague keep the John Lynch thing quiet? Mm-hmm. If they were the leaks, don't you think that would have leaked out? Yep. I would have. I would have thought for a fact that would be leaked out. But those two were able to keep quiet. So that means there's one person that wasn't, and he wanted to show everybody and point fingers out at everything, and that's Falky, who had full control over everything, and it's finally turned around and bit him, which it should have bit him three years ago. And what we're told by uh, Dina, which Dina knows, you know, all all the stuff out there too, um, that Tarver, Tarver and Rathman um, and someone else is to be staying with the club. Now, no one's officially said anything. I, I know there was a rumor out there that they might have co-defensive guys. Um, I think I think you were the first one that said this, Jeff. You know, you could see someone like Tarver taking over the D.C. job. And maybe some something with Rathman. I mean, I, could you see something like that happening? I mean, I know we we really don't know, you know, what these two are thinking right now. I mean, you know, it, it's easier to have a veteran coach and kind of know what they're going to do. But, you know, here's the whole thing. You know, with if it was Mike, if it was Mike Shanahan – we probably have a good idea of what, what he's thinking, okay? But Mike and Kyle are two different people. So you really totally. don't know. And, you know, it's just it's kind of weird. And, you know, with John, John's such a smart guy. And that and that's the unfair comparison. You know, everyone's like, well, he's another Millen. No, he's not, okay? No. I mean, that's <laughs> he's been right. Let Go me ahead. say something on that note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Billick, the former Super Bowl coach of the Ravens, has sit, was sit down and interviewed by the 49ers um, faithful guys. Okay? and Or no, sorry, by NFL Network. And was asked straight up, if you were to become a head coach again or anything, who would you hire as a general manager? He goes, first of all, the Niners hiring of John Lynch is a great job. What else has yeah. John Lynch done for the last five or six years? Every Friday, he meets with both coaches, knows what they're thinking, knows what they're going off, so he has all the information on Sunday. Now he's a general manager. He looks at the schedule and says, well, this is what this guy is like to do. This is what these guys like to do. He has that information already from being in at their practices, sitting down and interviewing the coaches and the players on the teams on Fridays getting insights of their plays and stuff. You don't think that's going to be a factor? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, it's going to be a factor. Have, oh, yeah. He might, he might not have done any scouting, but he has an eye for count. You can hear it in his broadcasts. He has the input and the knowledge of what other people have given him over the years mm-hmm. of meeting every coach and players to know what they're doing and what they're looking at. Believe me, this is not a Matt Millen. Okay, and then there's, uh, I mean, there's other stuff that just coming in here tonight, guys. Um, at SN uh, underscore NFL, 
Kyle Shanahan's staff will include Jen Embry as tight end assistant head coach, Jeff Halfley, DB coach, and Jason Tarver. So, I mean, so we kind of have an idea now. I mean, I mean, it's starting to take shape. Um, and another report Tarver was by a linebacker Rapp- coach. So he might stay in the same capacity because our linebacker core was pretty decent. Yeah, maybe, maybe up to injuries. Maybe. Um, and this was explained a little bit differently compared to how it came out that Kyle Shanahan was bringing Matt Schaub with him. Matt Schaub wants to come with Kyle Shanahan. That's the real report, okay? So that's not a done deal. Um, now, as expected, there there are to completely do a, a complete overhaul, okay? There's a good chance that Kaepernick and Gabbert have played their final snaps with San Francisco, I agree 150%. I don't think you see those guys. Do I think Ponder's got a chance to stay on this team? Absolutely, I do. Um, now, there's conflicting stories again about Colin Kaepernick, that Colin Kaepernick has not decided to opt out. Now, I've been told by Matt Miyoko that if he does not, by July 1st, the 49ers will cut him. Okay, so if I if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I would rather opt out and at least you can apply for teams to pick you up in free agency. And that one team that everyone keeps on bringing up is the Cleveland Browns. Do you realize that you could have next year you could have an RG3 uh, Colin Kaepernick and did Deshaun Watson? How crazy would that be? <laughs> wow! I mean, really? Talk about three guys. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> That's crazy. Don't forget to really about think the, about. Don't forget about the Jets. I've heard the Jets could be in play for Colin. Yeah, because yeah, you know uh, Fitzpatrick has retired. Geno Smith can't stay healthy. So. You know, you got those possibilities. I mean, it's it's going to be this off season is going to be when free agency starts. What March third, March tenth, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a crazy off season, especially with teams like the Forty Niners, eighty million under the cap. If they cut Colin right now, they could have ninety. Here's where it gets crazy. So I called my guys over at ESPN, um, and and they're all the stat guys from the NFL, okay? So Colin Kaepernick, regardless if he opts out or if we cut him, we owe him 4.1. That's dead money. That's off the books, okay? So that doesn't really count against Cap. So what I've been told is with Colin Kaepernick opting out, it would free up $14.5 million. Okay. Now, projection. If they don't re-sign anybody, okay, if they let all free agents go and don't re-sign anybody, let's just say that happens, okay, they are officially $96.5 million under the cap with, 
Now, this is with the salary cap going up as of next year, of, of, of next football season. Think about that. Ninety-six. And nobody knows million. what that is. Right. So they're just projecting. It could be more than that. I, I don't know. You're looking at over $100 million possibly of a free agency That's money. That's mind-boggling. Okay. There's not a free agent out there that you can't bring in for $8 million a year. You can bring in 11 players, 12 players at that. And guess what, guys? This whole team has a different look, a different feel, just in free agency, and that still has draft money. This whole team can be could be a beast going in on paper next year. At the start of the football season, look like a beast, but they're going to play like a puppy because it's going to take this team a year to understand Kyle's system of offense and whoever the new defensive coordinator is, just like it took Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons a year to get that offense as good as it was. Let's just say for you know what, and giggles. You could, okay, well, let's say, let's let's imagine, okay, let's go in dream world for just a minute. Let's say Kirk Cousins becomes a free agent. Let's say Alshon Jeffries becomes a free agent. You could pay Kirk Cousins, let's say $21 million a year. You could pay Alshon Jeffries 12 to $13 million, okay? <laughs> After that, you're still having $68 million to spend. Think about that. But, <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. Mm. Listen to this. Take this into consideration, though. Alshon Jeffries, in my opinion, is not worth that because he can't stay healthy. Now you can turn that money around and pick up two wide receivers at $7 million a piece a year and a Josh Gordon and a Terrell Pryor and you're all yeah. of a sudden got a one-two punch in your starting offensive wide receiver positions with Torrey Smith as a number three. Good luck defending right. I'm, those I'm a, three wide receivers. I'm going to say this, Jeff. Elshon Jeffries, and if you think about it, go back the last three years with Elshon Jeffries. The only time he hurts himself is when they're a losing franchise. Is that are we talking about another Michael Crabtree, where if he's if he's not winning, he pulls. Oh, I'm not up to par to play right now. Do you? We, I mean, that's that's a that's an honest question. Do you want someone like him on your team? You know what, Elshon Jeffries, when he's right, he's probably a top four wide receiver in the league. Oh, absolutely! But do you want to take that chance absolutely. that he's willing to that he's willing to sit back for two years and give a hundred percent and not be a crybaby? I but don't here, know listen, if I am for that much money a year. We have to get a number one. I don't think there's a number one in this draft. Okay, Jeff might disagree with me, but I think event, maybe I, eventually he would down the road. But I that's what I, I mean, don't yeah. think there's yeah I don't think there's a number one in this draft where it's like boom boom okay. Um, and here's the thing, you know, Alshon Jeffries, you look at that free agent list, he's number one by a, a large margin. Okay. You know, there, there is rumors about, um, Oh, who am I thinking of? Um, 
the other Deshaun that's in Philadelphia now? DGB? Wherever he No, 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 no. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Um, the guy that was from Cal. Um, oh, that went to, uh, he was with Philadelphia. Then he went to Deshaun Jackson. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, there's rumors that Deshaun Jackson be, could become a free agent. Yeah, cut for a, a salary cut, and they're like, "Oh, it would be great to bring to San Francisco." You don't want those guys here, okay? I w- I would rather take my chance on Alshon Jeffries. I would rather take a chance on Josh Gordon. Um, and again, you know that there's another rumor out there, and I think the Browns would be insane if they did this. Is there's rumors that they're going to tag. Dina's boy. <laughs> Prior, I think that would be that'd be stupid. Okay, that's a that fifteen million dollar contract. I, if they yeah, franchise. I think it's like 15, between fifteen and seventeen million a year. He is not. He is a very good wide receiver, and I would love him on San Francisco. That uh, and no, <laughs> I don't see that. I think that I think there's there's a little bit of. Uh, Doggy pooping on that rumor. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can go down the list of free agents. I mean, right now, Alshon Jeffrey's twenty six. Fine. Everybody else that's under him so far, and I've gone through four of them, are in their thirties. You know, Kenny Britt's twenty eight. Okay, that's up there in age, in my opinion. You have to go down quite a bit on your wide receiver list before you find a young wide receiver that has accomplished a lot. And Terrell Pryor is one of them. You know, you got Kendall Wright, 27. He, I don't think, has been with an Andre Holmes of the Raiders, who had a good season last year, is on the list. You know, Cordell Patterson of Minnesota, he's only 25. Maybe with his speed and height in this offense can be something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got potentials. Terrell Pryor, 27, only made $1.6 million last year. You offer that kid $6 million, you don't think he's going to jump on it? I mean, come <laughs> on. You know, you got Terrence Williams of the Cowboys as well. You know, Justin Hunter. All right, hold on. Hold on. Are you ready for <laughs> I'm starting to get pumped back up again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So what I'd like to do since we're on this topic is I would like to um, go over one more time. And these are people that are linked to the 49ers. So they think there's a good chance that they could possibly end up in San Francisco. And you're going to start hearing more and more names just for the fact that a lot of people are very, from my understanding, Players are intrigued now to come to San Francisco. Do you blame them? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, they see they see that this thing is about to be rebuilt and pushed back up to greatness again. So uh, we talked about Alshon Jeffries. We talked about Kirk Cousins already. Matt Schaub, uh, Mike Glennon. Okay, the linebacker that I would love to get on this team, Melvin Ingram from San Diego. Oh yes. Bye bye. I'm at Brooks. 
Oh my gosh. Um, someone that he, they don't think it could be tagged, but would I? I would think about Eric Berry. What do you think, Jeff? Oh, good lord! I, the only problem uh, with Eric Berry is, I mean, he's an automatic starter. But then, what do you do with Reed and Tart? I mean, in my right. opinion. If we do go 4-3, you can move Reed into, because he's a bigger of the safeties, and move Tart back to the back and kind of have a type of Paul Amalo situation with Reed. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, it's it's insane of the rumors that are out there right now. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just going to – we just got a couple more to go through. Um, Guard Kevin Zeitzler, the left – Pro Bowl guard, yeah, I would love to get him. Um, someone that they really, really do expect to come over, and this could change my draft pick now, is inside linebacker Sean Weatherspoon from the Falcons. <laughs> he comes over, him and Bowman, oof. Forget it. Um, you, know, you know, here's another wide yeah. receiver, you know, a free agency, and I don't remember hearing his name mentioned once Super Bowl Sunday. That's Michael Floyd. Yeah, and he did not dress because that was Belichick's decision. <laughs> right. I mean, the kid's only 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about Great him? talent. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do with him? Are they just going to release him? I, I don't know. He's a free um, agent. Yeah. So we got two more to go through. Um and I think this is only this only happens. I think if we stayed in three four, and that's uh, Don Terry Poe from Kansas City. Great defense, mm. nose tackle. Great. Oof. Yeah. Um, and the last guy and cornerback. Um, you know, I I don't know if they do this, but if they did want to upgrade, where you know you had someone. Um, you know, someone that possibly, if you traded Tremaine Brock, maybe, um, you know, uh, Stefan Gilmore from Buffalo. Stefan yeah. Gilmore. But he's looking uh, had for six top five cornerback money. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very good possibility. Um, okay. What? You know, the rest of the stuff is all trade stuff. So I'm going to go through this just real quick here, Jeff, before we take a short break. Um, Possible people in the draft, players that are on our roster right now that could be be traded for draft picks. Um, And I I think all of these guys would be. Um, Tremaine Brock, absolutely. Goodbye. Quentin Dial, very good possibility. Uh, I'm at Brooks, definitely. Um, one that people will not like, but you know what? If you get the right package for maybe a you know maybe a second or third round pick, Eric Reed. He's got one more year left on his contract. If the right deal comes comes along, you know what? And you pick up that free agent. Eh, it's a possibility. Uh, Antonio Bethea. 
I think it's a July 1st cut anyway, if he doesn't get traded. Um, I don't know. Um, and again, uh, another guy that, you know, it, this this one would be a long shot, but again, if the right package came along and someone really wanted him, is Torrey Smith. Oh, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. Eric Reed leaving would not be an issue for me. Yeah, he's been good, but I can see a scenario where you have Jimmy Ward and Tart mm-hmm. back there at safeties. They played together at safeties in college. They'd automatically mm-hmm. have the communication aspect down. And they yeah. both, you know, Ward can cover. You all know that. Tart can lay you out. It's a good good safety combination. No, most definitely. Most definitely. Absolutely. I got a question for you on free agents. Would you take a chance yeah. on Dion Jordan? He's only 26, played in Oregon from Miami. Yeah, Had Jordan. some issues. I mean, but he's only 26 and he's a defensive end. Came out of Oregon's had you know game suspensions here and there. Would you not try yeah, you to know, bring him in? I would I. Yeah, I mean, for the, I guess for the right price, I would. Uh, you know, he had a lot of trouble with his you know feet and um, you know how to use his moves. Um, you know, if you if you had a veteran on this team, um, I would probably feel a little better about you know going get get that. Um, but I don't know. Um, I mean, you got John Lynch there that you know could be that present, yeah. you know, sort of speak. That's not on the field, but an off the field presence. Now, on yeah. the field presence, yeah. I mean, other than Bowman. Maybe Staley, who do you really have? We don't have that veteran leadership right. on the field. That is so, true. That is true. We need well, to find the veteran that's on the field presence. You know, you, you need to find a cowboy on the defensive side. You know, you need to find mm-hmm. the gore on the offensive side. Those were our on-the-field leaders. You know, along with Willis, we got to find those type of guys. And, you know, yeah. with Anquan. Or, you know, or we're still in the same boat. You still don't have the leader you're looking for. That shows up on the field. That's one thing we do need severely. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, and there was one thing in that Super Bowl I think everyone enjoyed and me and Jeff were talking about on text during the game. Lady Gaga, what a performance, huh? Oh, I loved it. What a performance. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And a lot of people had fun with that at the end where she jumped off the stage and, you know, people were <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff with that. And uh, it's just kind of crazy. So with that being said, we're going to take a short break here. Here on Nine Years Radio on Dock of the Bay Sports. And here's a little lead guy I got for you guys. And we'll be right back on Nine Years Radio. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go through my top five quarterbacks. And this is how I'm rating them so far. Again, I've I've done my homework on on these five guys. And... (laughs) (laughs) And my co-host is going to rip me for this, but that's all right. Okay. So... Um, I'm doing this based on what I've seen as far as talent-wise, what I've seen, what they can do, and oh, listen, oh, when you're when you're looking at quarterbacks, you have to think what you know. Obviously, what kind of talent do you have on your team? What kind of you know? I'm very comfortable with our offensive line. You know, none of these guys would be touched if for some reason they had to start. And I'm doing this based on they're ready now kind of guys. Okay. So my number one is Deshaun Watson. My number two is Patrick Mahomes. My number three is Mitch Trubisky. My number four is Chad Kelly. I would probably have Chad Kelly probably second if it wasn't for the injury. And Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser number five. Um, and obviously, you know, after this, um, I'm going to go through and I picked out five guys that in detail what I thought of them. And we'll get to that till later. But, um, you know, Deshaun Watson, obviously, you know, he's got he is a quarterback who obviously plays in big games. We, we all saw what he get, did versus Alabama. He's very inaccurate with the ball. I think Mike Williams kind of covered up a lot of his mistakes. Um, but obviously I, I like that athletic ability. You know, I like uh, a lot of the arm strength as far as coming, you know, on the quick outs. Uh, he does a lot of good things. He does a lot of bad things. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you fix his hips. Uh, he's going to be a phenomenal player, whoever he, whoever he plays for. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, I ripped this guy a new one because in his bowl game, he had a terrible bowl game, okay? Um, but I was sent videos of his good games. And there's no doubt, in a one-year one span, um, very accurate with his deep ball, very accurate with the short games for what kind of system they ran. Um, I think in San Francisco, he would be okay. I don't know if people like, you know, Deshaun Watson, Holmes, and Kelly, who I think eventually down the road with the right training could be close to, you know, Pro Bowl players. I don't think Trubisky is that guy. But, um, you know, Chad Kelly, this guy has probably one of the best touches I've seen in a long, long time. Okay? He can throw it over over people. Um, he, he can throw it with a zip when he wants to. Um, he just throws people open. Everything that we said about what Colin Kaepernick couldn't do, Chad Kelly can do. Okay, and it's very intriguing. Very intriguing. If we keep our picks, they're gonna be looking at Chad Kelly and say third, fourth round. Say, man, I don't care who our quarterback is, we probably should draft this guy. Um, Deshaun Kaiser. Um. He's not Matt Ryan. <laughs> um, 
but he does have probably one of the strongest arms in the draft. Not very accurate, though. Not very accurate. Had a decent line in Notre Dame for a couple years. Didn't really put um, very good years together. Um, Didn't win big games. Lost against uh, below-average teams. Um, It's got to blow up red flags at that point, okay? Has to. Has to, has to, has to. So, yeah. So, right now, and this is going to change, guys, but... As of right now, what I've seen on tape, Watson, Mahomes, Trubisky, Kelly, and Kaiser. Um, Jeff, would you like to uh, name your top five? Don't I have to educate you again? Oh, my God. Again, I need to take you to the school. Again. Listen to this one. Okay. Number one. Go ahead, Jeff. Number one, without a doubt. Even with the ACL injury, taking him in round three, because he is, get this, and it has been reported, is going to throw at the NFL Combine. And that is Chad Kelly. By far has the best accuracy and arm as far as throwing the wide receiver, deep ball, everything down. Chad Kelly by far blows out everybody in this TB draft. If he didn't get hurt, we'd be looking at him at pick number two. No doubt about it. Wow. And I told you this from the start of college, Brian, that we started looking into this. Number two. Now, number two, this is going to be a shocker because I have not talked to Brian about this gentleman. Nathan Peterman, Pittsburgh. Really? He is 6'2", 225, got a good arm on him, Deep ball, yeah, a little bit, throws a little long, more than he does short, which I'd rather have a long ball than a short ball on a deep ball. Throws, throws good and just slants. Can throw the wide, wide receiver open. You know, Pittsburgh, not a very good team this year. I mean, you can look at his tapes. You can say, oh, he didn't make this throw. Look at the tape again, and he was hit. Either right when he released it or as he was releasing it, you know. He was constantly under pressure. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. I believe he's a solid, solid number, second round pick for us. And I've also been saying this from day one that I believe we should draft two rookie quarterbacks, let them compete, let them push each other because they're going to want to start. Both of them are going to want to start. So you're never going to get a letdown. In practice or in games. Number four, Deshaun Watson. I just, you know, I went back and watched Tate, and Brian, I agree with you. I think Mike Williams built him out more mm, times than not. And that's why I, I don't I don't have a first-round quarterback in this draft, in my opinion, because Kelly is hurt and coming off the ACL. So you can get him in the third round and the compensation pick. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, Dax Prescott, yep. you know, a gem in the rough. And my number five, number five on the list, would be Mitch Trubisky. Really? And he's right. Brian is right. He's got the deep arm. He's got. He's just to mm-hmm. me. He's got more mechanic problems than the rest of them. You know, and, I mean, and, they, and that's the thing, they, Jeff. 
Go ahead. You know, that's the thing, Jeff. If I would have saw at least two years of the same stuff, I would have been like, okay. But you did it. You did it. Okay. And you, you no. know what's funny? As I went through, as as we're going through these lists, no one's talking about Brad Kaya. Someone that I picked before, you know, after last season that I thought he would be a, you know, probably top 10 pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of Miami, you're saying, yeah, yeah, Brad Kaya. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't he see it. He just doesn't have the arm. I do not see it. No. I don't see I don't it in the arm. The question as far as feet, footwork and stuff, he's probably one of the best. He doesn't have the arm to throw the ball deep. <laughs> he just doesn't. I mean, I, I honestly, I had him number five on my list until I found Nathan Peterman. I mean, he's right now listed as the number 83rd best player out of the top 100. But he's gained 67 67 spots since he came on the board. Now, watch him at the Combine. You know, everything changes. Combine, I can throw him out from number two out to left field. You know, but the Combine is going to be the most important thing. You know? You know know how I was impressed with? And I don't think he's a star. I think he'll be a backup in the NFL. Um, That's Joshua Dobbs. Uh, this guy at the at the Senior Bowl was impressive. He was very impressive. Um, I could see him climbing the board eventually. Like, and I said, I, I don't, I do not have a starter projected for Dobbs, but I think he's gonna be one hell of a backup in the NFL. I really do. I really do. He could he uh, could be a surprise. You yeah, know, uh, another really another guy that I agree with you on a backup situation. You know, along with Dobbs, is a kid out of mm-hmm. Colorado, Safo. Lyafo, I can't. I know I've slandered that name. He had a oh, yeah. great season yeah. with Colorado this year. Yeah, he did. Great, mm-hmm. season. but you know, unfortunately, yep. he ran into the buzzsaw called Washington in the past twelve game championship game. But he mm-hmm. had a great season, and he would be, yeah. I believe, a solid backup in the NFL to somebody. Yes, yes. So, and um, probably well. Actually, probably by the end of next week, guys, um, the NFL Combine will be held in Minneapolis once again, uh, February 28th through March 6th. So usually probably I believe it will be on air that Friday the 3rd. And that's when everyone kind of watches the third through, you know, third, fourth, and fifth. So it'll be those are those are the ones that'll be on, you know, NFL, um, where everyone will watch the clocks and they do the drills and everything. Um, before that's usually, you know, just weight benches and kind of getting them all ready and doing all that other stuff. So really, um, you know, uh, March third to the sixth, so that uh, March eighth is um, probably when our our another uh, our show, and that's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about straight combine, who impressed us, who we thought went down the board, who went up the board, we thought. And like I said, if Chad Kelly throws, great. I want, I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, you know, 
and a lot of these guys, you know, um, who's the kid? Uh, was it someone from Alabama that skipping the combine? Or no, he skipped the the bowl game, all right? Because he he wanted to get ready for the combine. That's what it was. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry to mix well, that you had up there. A few, you had a few missed the bowl games, like uh, McCaffrey yeah. from Stanford, running back. Well, you know what? It's true. You're a senior. You're good. You got an NFL pro career ahead of you. And what happens in a bowl game if you tear your ACL or NMCL? Oh, you just went from being a second or third round pick to a undrafted free agent that doesn't make anything. You know, yeah. and a lot yeah. of a lot of players are going into that state now where, hey, I'm healthy. I'm not going to play the bowl game because I want to be healthy for the NFL. Can you blame them? <laughs> no, because they're not getting paid. No. Absolutely not. No. I mean, but, you, you know, know? I, I'm just, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, woo, you know, Who was I, I'm the a, player uh, in the Alabama game, that Clemson game, that Paul actually did tear his ACL, and he was a senior? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I forgot the kid's name. I, I can't. But he's. Yeah, I can't remember. He was yeah. projected a third or fourth round pick. You know, yeah. now you're an undrafted free agent. He lost at least two to three million dollars for playing in a one bowl game that paid him nothing. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh let's bring the man of the hour on. Mr. Right. Dennis Brown. <laughs> Dennis, how you doing, brother? I am doing well. How are you guys doing? Are you excited or what? Excellent. Excited? I you know what? I I you know I am excited, but um you know I've I've been excited. I'm a little biased, but uh this is a different different this is a different excitement because it really is kind of starting anew. Uh you you're not dealing with retreads. You're not dealing with you know, someone in-house that, you know, as Jed says, he thinks he know, that, that knows the culture. You're talking about a whole new deal. You're talking about blowing up basically the front office and bringing in some new, uh, some new ideas and, and, and hopefully, you know, a new way of playing or, or, or practicing or performing on Sundays at Levi Stadium. So I am excited and, and I'm I'm most excited because I think Lynch is a football guy and I think, you know, Jed's gonna step back a little bit as far as football operations go and he's gonna let a guy who knows football and then he's gonna surround he's gonna give him the ability to surround himself with people uh who know, you know, the the the, the the game and, and, and know the business of football, but you know, you got a, a general manager now that is a football minded type of guy. So I am excited and I'm excited about the press conference tomorrow and kind of see, you know, what they're going to say. I, you know, they're going to say all the things, you know, that you're expecting, you know, compete for championships and Super Bowls and, you know, how great the franchise is and how great, you know, it is to be there. But I, you know, I, I'm more interested in, you know, seeing, you know, how I'll be at practices, seeing our practices are ran, see, you know, how guys, and you know, most importantly, see how this staff kind of, you know, kind of uh, pans out, and see who he brings in. I know he's bringing in a bunch of guys, you know, from Atlanta, some of the the guys he coached with. So, it's I'm excited because it's going to be something completely new. 
Oh, there's so much to ask you. Oh my gosh, Dennis. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So I I, I texted Mindy today. I you know I wanted to see if she wanted to come on before you. I was gonna be like, you see us in Bay Area, you know, blah 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 blah. But anyway, right. um, you know, I, I, I told her. I said, well, um, she was writing a story, and mm-hmm. um, it's her, her, her kid's birthday tomorrow. Because okay. I said, well, well, we'll do another show tomorrow, but yeah, I said that's okay. Um, well, that's the, so that's, I said, that's the press do me a favor. She's going to be very yeah. busy. Yeah. So I said, do me a favor, just be nice to him. So then I <laughs> I, I I text Matt too. I said, Matt. Uh-huh. I said, you know, I, I want to know when the press conference is. He goes, well, it's probably going to be Thursday. I said, okay. I said, be nice to him. He goes, Brian, you know, I got to do my job. I said, don't right. ask him about the Super right. Bowl thing, man. You know, think of something else. I said, let, <laughs> let, let, let big old Ray, you know, he can complain about that. You know, <laughs> let all those guys complain about that that stuff. Yeah. He's like, yeah. okay, anyway, well, I'll they, take your advice. <laughs> and, and that's, you know what, that's that's their job, you know, to, to kind of, yeah. you know, it's I think it's easy just to be like, you know, why are you so great? You know, that's an easy question. I mean, these, you know, these mm-hmm. beat writers and, 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 and the folks who write these stories, they want to they wanna kind of ask the tough questions. So you kind of have to be accountable for, for, for things. And, and what they really want is people who don't want to answer questions so they can really, really get after them. But I think, I think Kyle, he, you know, he kind of owned up to that Super Bowl deal. I mean, I was watching the Super Bowl, and yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was just like, but here's the deal. People always talk about, you know, not being conservative. You know, and that's one thing he brings to the table. I mean, he is not conservative. I mean, he's going he's gonna to go after it. And, and it, it's the way they played the entire, you know, the entire season. I mean, that's how they did it. They went after it. They didn't really care about down and distance and the scoreboard. They were about, you know, getting that offense going and, and you know, and getting after people and, and those big splash plays. And that's, you know, that, that third down when, when Matt Ryan took the sack, you know, it was like that, that's the way they played the whole season. And, you know, it's always a knock when you talk about managing a game. A quarterback's a, a, a game manager and, and stuff like that. Being conservative, that was a big, you know, in the red zone, you know, Jim, even Jim Harbaugh was, was too conservative. And, you know, but, you know, that's what, that's what Kyle brings to the table. I mean, he is a guy who is going to go after it. I mean, he's got big cojones, as, as Pat McPherson or, or Coach McPherson used to say. He's got big cojones. He's going to go after it, and that's that – up tempo. You talk about up tempo. We thought, you know, Chip Kelly was up tempo. I mean, he runs an up tempo offense, and you know that's the way they play. That's what got him to the Super Bowl, not being conservative. But it's too bad that it kind of blew up in their face, you know, at, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I think he's owned up to it. He said, you know, maybe we should have ran the ball and you know and, and kicked that field goal. But that's the way they do it. That's 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 okay, his I'm- offense. That's what he says. Okay, I'm gonna be a little whiny, a little Niner Niner fan right now. All right. Okay. So now I want I want your honest opinion. Okay. Okay. Now the pass interference call. Okay, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> all all the NFL you know analysts obviously in our Super Bowl. You know, you can't call that pass interference on a on a Super Bowl that's gonna win win a team a game. You look at right. it. It looked like both of those both of them kind of had a hand on each other. Do 49 fans yeah. have a grief there that maybe why is that pass interference and they get it for the Patriots, but Crabtree <laughs> doesn't get his? 
I'm just well, first of all, what's your, I mean, it, what's it, your it, honest it, opinion? It, it, I think my honest opinion is that you can't control the referees. They're part of the game. If they're going to make the call, not going to make the call. Um, it, it's it, it depends on that referee. But as far as the 49ers Super Bowl, if you're still whining about that, yeah, that's that's been a while ago. And and the 49ers at a point they're not even competing for for a Super Bowl right now. But a ref is going to make a call. I mean, it's going to it's his judgment, and and that's part of the game. Coach CP used to always say. Referees are part of the game. You know, if, if it's a if it's a out of the bounds crazy call, yeah, you have an opportunity to to challenge or whatever. But you know, if you're if, if a referee's out there, and it's true, you can call holding every snap if you want to, if you want to. Oh yeah. So if a referee sees something, and you know the NFLs, you know with the with the rules and 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 the way they want this game to be played, a referee is kind of under pressure. He's going to call, and sometimes he's not going to call. And, you know, those referees who are in the Super Bowl are the best. So, you know, he's going to make the call. If he thought it was a good call, he thought it was a good call. I don't, I don't think it was, but, you know, again, I'm a defensive no, player. But, you know, as far as Martin yeah. groaning about Crabtree not catching the ball pass interference, that is water under the bridge many years ago. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, but it, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. I mean, you're going to get bad calls. You're going to get good calls. They're going to be right. They're going to be wrong. They're part of the game. No, but, you have to play around them. But at the same time, Dennis, you're watching this game. That didn't flash back in your memory, thinking. Hmm. It did not. No, it did not. I it mean, did. I, I, really? I, I, I didn't think. I didn't think about it until you just brought it up. Yeah, because you know. Really. That wow. was what was that 2012, 2000 what 13, 12? What year was that? Yeah. 2013. I mean, that, I mean, yeah. The, 49ers, that's been so long. I mean, I, it never even came, never even, I never even thought about it. I was just like, oh, well, look at that call. You know, I wasn't really thinking about, oh, my God, how come that's not the 40? I go, whoa, whoa, you know, that's, you know, to me that seems, I mean, where the team has gone since there, that's what, you know, my know. focus is kind of on. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's to a point now where, you know, it, it after that season, it seemed like it just kind of started going down. It, started, it was slippery, just going down. And we're at the point where we are right now. we got the second pick in the NFL draft, which is never good. That means you've had an awful season. It's been a bad two years. It's been a bad three years. Um, yeah. You know, this is the third press conference for introducing a new coach in three years. So, no, it did not cross my mind. But, like I said, you know, I, I played okay. the game. Okay. I understood that referees are part of the game. And you have to kind of, you know, kind of do – what I mean, they're the referees. You know, they you know they 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 kind of <laughs> regulate the game. And if they make a call, they make a call. You know, if you're in a Super Bowl, you know, I think you should let you know the players play. But if you know that guy was, you know, who knows? That guy saw something. That referee was like, this is you know a, a pi. So it's his judgment. I mean, he's he is human. So you know, he's going to make the call, good or bad, if he thinks it's a good one. But That's no, true. it never Jeff, never crossed up. my mind. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you're up. Say what? Jeff, you there? Jeffrey. Oh, maybe there we go. I'm here. Jeffrey? I'm here. I'm okay. here. <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> What's John Lynch coming in? I, I said it earlier that he'd be the more of a leadership in through the locker room and through the front office. I mean, do you think it's important for them to find the leadership on the field like we've been we had with Cowboy and Gore to really help put this team? in the right direction? 
Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that is – and I think that's what, you know, this team really lacked last season. You know, Navarro, big team leader, uh, got hurt. You know, you lead by example. It's hard to be a leader when you're on the sidelines. This team, you know, to be a young team did not have much leadership as far as as far as in the locker room. And I think that is huge. And I, I think back to the years I played with the 49ers, and every year – you know, there if someone left, there was there was another leader, another vet, and I and I think, you know, when when I I, I talked to like Ray Rattle, he says, you know, this team's going to be rebuilt through the draft. I think you can find some free agents out there, that leadership, that journeyman that can come in, and serve his purpose for a couple of years and, and teach these you know these young cats how to be a professional football player and and lead. I think leadership. I mean, I, for me at least, leadership was everything. I can remember. You know, and after the Super Bowl, when, you know, people start going away, uh, signing with other teams, you know, I, I, you know, I should have been that guy, that vocal leader, but I wasn't. And I missed that leadership because there was always the Michael Carters, the Larry Roberts, you know, the Steve, uh, Steve Wallace's Guy McIntyre. You know, those guys were always the leaders. And, you know, when, when, when leaders aren't there, you know, you, it's hard, you know, to set that example on the field. So, you know, I, I was hoping, you know, that this season was going to be the one that Colin was going to become that vocal leader. And you have to be a vocal leader. You lead by example, but you have to be a vocal leader because you've got to check people every once in a while. You've got to make guys accountable for the way they practice, the way they carry themselves, the way they play on Sunday. And this team just lacked that. I mean, I, I didn't see anybody just kind of stand up and be like, I am the leader of this defense or of this offense. So, yeah, to answer your question, you know, long-winded. Yes, it's important to find a leader in your locker room. Perfect. Now, um, in the Niners situation, did Bill Walsh really leave the defense up to Ray Rhodes and George Seifert, or did he have his hands in on the defense equally like the offense, or did he morally, mostly go offensive and let his defensive guys handle that side of the ball? So I, I played 90 to uh, 97, and Bill Walsh was not the head coach. It was George Seifert. But the stories yeah. I've heard that, uh, you know, Bill Walsh had his hands in everything. And, you know, Coach Walsh came back uh, my last season with the – my last two seasons with the 49ers, and he was, he was up in the front office. Uh, but he was at practice a lot. And I – for some crazy reason on an away game, I was on a bus and the only seat that was open was next to Coach Walsh, and I was just like, oh, geez. And I sat down to him, and, and, you know, we just started kind of talking, and somehow, you know, of course we're talking about football, and he said to me that he can see in his mind, and, you know, it's that Rain Man thing, I think, you know, he could see all the players moving and what, you know, like a defense, a zone coverage or a man coverage, whatever it is, and then he can also see everybody on the offensive side, moving to where they had to be. And he had always had that ability. So, you know, I would think, you know, with that, he had his hands, you know, on both sides of the ball and on special teams probably because he kind of had that rain man thing going for him where he could see everybody moving on a football field where they should be or where they will be or where they won't be to expose them. And that, that was just something he kind of had. I don't know if you develop that, if you're born with that. But just that brief time talking to him, I think I would think, in my opinion, that he had his hands on in offense and defense. Okay, does that make I mean, sense? There, 
no, that made um, total sense. The reason I brought that up is because three of the new head coaching hires out of the six, Shanahan, mm-hmm. you know, McVay and Lynn, aren't hiring their offensive coordinators. They're actually becoming the offensive coordinators as well as a head coach. So I was just wondering, I mean, because they're all going to have to bring in a veteran defensive coordinator in order to help ease the load on them for game planning on the defensive side of the ball. And I was just wondering, right. if, you know, you know, George, I know, was a defensive-minded guy, I mean, but he mm-hmm. had great offensive coordinators. I mean, how much of that do you think will factor into – what? How much Kyle inputs on the defense compared to what he fully does on the offense? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I heard today that he's he's gonna call the plays, which I which I think is is, is pretty cool that he's actually gonna be calling plays. As far as his defensive coordinator, has it been announced who his defensive coordinator is gonna be? Is he gonna do some interviewing? I've heard he was interviewing some folks, but yeah, I, I think he's gonna focus. I mean, my my thought would be he is gonna focus on that on that offense. And let's face it, let's face it. He's got a challenge. I mean, he's not, you know, you're not, you're not talking about a Matt Ryan. You're not talking about a Julio. Um, so he's got to, he's got to figure out in his scheme, what he runs on the offensive side, he's got to get some bodies in there. And, you know, that's where, you know, it's going to fall in, fall in, in Lynch's lap. And they're going to have to, and this is why Jed knew that they had to have, you know, two people, you know, working for one goal. I mean, they got to get some, some bodies in there. Uh, with this system, and they've got to get some. They got to get a quarterback, and they got to get some perimeter guys, and they got to get some running. I mean, they, they, the running back crew is pretty strong, but if you watch the way Kyle calls football games, it's you know it, you can't make him. What I saw with Atlanta, and I and I saw a little bit with RG three at, at at Washington, you can't make him into you know a one dimensional offense. I mean, he's going to use backs. He's going to out the backfield. He's going to use tight end. He's going to use receivers so you know he's going to have his hands full so I, I think he will focus on the offensive side of the ball and bring in a strong defensive coordinator I'm really hoping that they get away from the three four and, and you know put four guys mm-hmm. on the line uh, and, and and play that way but I think he's going to have his hands full just trying to get this offense you know on track or where he needs it to be and you know it's going to come you know free agency going to come free agency is going to come to draft and you know he's got some talent he's got a little bit of talent but he you know he's got some 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 big time positions where he needs to find some guys quarterback and receiver receivers yeah you got that right now um from someone that's been been around this gentleman uh mr famous uh frank gore won the art learning sportsmanship award which congratulations? Mm-hmm. What's yeah? Maybe you can uh, maybe you can tell us what, what with you being around Frank Gore over those years. Do you have a story you can uh, share with us that uh, <laughs> your favorite Frank Gore story? My well, my favorite Frank Gore story is um, you know talking to Tom Raffman, and he said that he has never seen a back that fully understood pass pro like he does. Uh, he said that in meetings, you know, Frank Gore would ask the most questions about what if they bring this guy, what if they bring this guy, and just basically his his football one on one, you know, and especially when it came to pass pro, I mean, he could he could make the calls for the offensive linemen. I mean, he's just in, his intelligence that way, intelligence that way 
impress Tom Raffman. And that was huge for Tom Raffman. I mean, the one thing you have to do with Tom Raffman is pass pro and you have to have ball security. And I'm sure last season drove uh, Tom Raffman crazy. But he said that he was most impressed with the way he understood pass protection. You know, what he was, but when he was able to get out the backfield, who he had to slide to, where he had to slide to, and, and just his work ethic. And in meeting rooms, he was always asking the questions, like, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? So, you know, that, I mean, it's a football, you know, it's nothing crazy and glamorous, but it, it's, it's football one-on-one, and he was serious about that. And that was part of his deal, knowing pass Pearl better than the offensive lineman. And it showed, I mean, Frank was- you know, Frank – Frank is still doing it. I mean, I watch a couple of Indianapolis games. He's still doing it. He is still doing it, and I'm and I'm proud of him. I mean, he, you know, he he kept it moving. I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't stress about you know not being a 49er and and all that, you know, you know, bad blood here. But he went on and kept doing it. So you know, I'm proud of him to see him win that award. Just just proud of him. We were just at a uh, crab feed uh, last week, and uh, we had a ball. We had an old Frank. Gore ball, and we took it there and auctioned it off, and it was the highest, you know, thing in the live auction was a ball from Frank Gore. So fans really appreciated him. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, Frank, and that was the thing about Frank; he never took that big hit, just never. He no, knew when to get down. He ran. I mean, never yeah, took the and hit. He never, in the way he ran. I mean, his his pad level. You know, the way he, you know, he kind of got through. I mean, he never took a solid hit you know, straight up, you know, and, you know, and, and a lot of these young backs on the squad right now can really, you know, study some film and, and learn from Frank. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, you know, he was, he, he was a vet. I mean, he was a leader and, you know, and he perfected his craft. Definitely. You know, Carlos, you know, he's been hurt, you know, off and on, you know, his entire career. And he can learn a lot of stuff from Frank Gore. Do you think the CBA really hurts film studies these days? Um, and, and what way? And as far as you only can do so much, so many hours this to do this and to do that, and not that. I well, mean, I don't. You know, does, I, I'm not. I'm not too. I, I guess I don't understand the CBA because I'm not. I, I don't know. Does that? Do they say you can only watch film for so long? I mean, with the, with the hours, yeah. Because obviously, with the you know the tablets these days that. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually I, I shouldn't say it because I I don't know if that's the truth, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if uh, yeah, that was I something I, that I always I always thought film study was it was unlimited. You know, I mean, you have to study the game, you have to study formations, you have to study tendencies, you have to study you know the players or the player that you're that you're going to be against on a Sunday, and that was the thing with you know when I was in the league that. You know, the defensive line had to be in by 7 o'clock to get film study done on your own, you know, as just as a group. No coaches, you know, none of that stuff. You just go in the room and you watch it with your group at 7 a.m. That's what we had to do. And then you had to watch it, you know, an hour later with your position or defensive unit and you had to watch it again after practice. Uh, and then you had to – or before practice, before walkthroughs, you come back in, watch more film. After practice, watch the, the practice film. Uh, and then more, you know, game film. So, you know, classroom is huge. I mean, you, you really need to know exactly what an offense. And I don't know if these kids are. I mean, I, first time I've heard that the CBA, the new CBA, says you can't watch film. But 
you know, if that mm-hmm. is true, yeah, it does. I mean, it's so important to know everything about an offense as far as – I mean, at least the formations, what what's going to happen in certain formations. And I thought it would, I played with a guy by the name of Matt Millen, and, you know, this guy, he mm. would call out the plays. He would He would call out and say, this is coming this way. Or he would line up right behind you, pat you on the butt, and say, it's coming, it's coming. And because he did so much film study, you know, it used to amaze me. You know, I'm, I'm down there with one hand in the dirt, and all I can, as a defensive lineman, all you can really see is the offensive line and, you know, how the backs are set. You know, Matt could tell, you know, the way the, where the receivers were lined up, the way the quarterback was lined up, you know, say, hey, here comes, here it comes, right here. He would pat you on the butt because he did that much film study. So film study is huge if you want to take it to the next level. I think a lot of guys who come out of college and you come to the pros, they fall off because the classroom is not where, they, where it needs to be. They don't study the film. You know, they, they've been playing on athletic talent or, or God-given talent for the four years in college. You get drafted, and now you think it's the same thing. No, it's all about educating yourself about the team you're about to play against. So that's the first time I've heard that. I wonder if that's true. I should do some research on that. Yeah, no, definitely. I know it. Yeah, I know it's on-field yeah. practice. I never heard of about being in. Yeah, I know they have limited field. practices. Yeah, your hours that you yeah. can actually be on the field. But I, you know, I, I think I think film study is unlimited. It's up to you. I mean, how you want to get better. Yeah. I think it's unlimited. Yeah. Now, um, like when you when you guys went on away games, um, did uh-huh. you guys and obviously you know I guess depend how long the plane trips were, were back back into the bay, but. Um, it, was it normal for you guys to watch a game right at right after you guys took off? No, no, no. That's that's technology. Um, you know, we didn't have you know in the nineties there were no you know uh, iPads or laptops. Well, there were laptops, but there was nothing that you can get a you could see the game. So you know, okay, flights home flights home were just a flight home to kind of you know get your ice, get your meds, get your sleep. You know. I was lucky enough that we had a lot of victorious, you know, flights home. So it was kind of hang out with your, with, with your teammates. And then you would, you watch the film on Monday morning when you came in. So the technology wasn't what it is now. What I hear now that these guys can get the game right away. I mean, they can get on the, they can get on the flight and they can watch a football game. Coaches can watch a football game. Uh, so yeah, the technology wasn't there. And, you know, I don't, I don't know right after the game if I would be, you know, so excited about watching myself play um, because <laughs> you know, I mean, because you team, know, huh? I mean, you're always you're always the, you're your worst critic. I mean, you're I mean, why why after a football game, you know, especially after a win or, or even a, a loss, why watch a game and be like, oh my god, I can't believe I missed that or I, I didn't see that or I missed that tackle or I, you know whatever, and you have to go home to your family and and wake up the next morning and you know. It's always it's better, you know, to kind of relax. I would always relax and then go in Monday morning and get ready for, you know, how you played and, and be evaluated and get your grades. So, you know, when I was playing, it was it was the 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 flights home were very relaxing. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you got home, you woke up Monday, and you as soon as you walked into your position meeting, after watching, usually, so Coach Seifer used to do the first half as a team, offense and defense. And then you would break off into your groups uh, to watch uh, a different, like for, for a defensive lineman, we had an end zone copy. So you could see your feet and then you could see, you know, the way the, a play would develop or a, a run play would kind of the blocking schemes would develop so you can be evaluated. Then you would have your grade. Then you, then you would get your grade 
you get your grade before the film, but then you could see where your mistakes were. So the technology wasn't there, but I don't think I would really be excited about watching the game right after I played it. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's weird how technology, even like on the sidelines these days, you know, where they have these all these auto shoots and you can see, you can see mm-hmm. exactly what it is and everything's on the pads now. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a crazy thing. Well, it used to be... Uh, it used to be you got a Polaroid pitcher. You got two pitchers for each play, and it was ran down from the press box. So some some young dude, some intern at Candlestick had to have the pitchers for the defensive series, and once they line up for punt, they would print these pitchers, these little like Polaroid pitchers, and run them down to the sideline. So when we got off the field after third down or after the punt and offense got on the field, coach would hand us these pictures and we would look at these still pictures of the beginning of the play and during the play so you can see your footwork and the scheme uh and this poor guy was always like huffing and puffing because had to run back up the stairs and get ready for the next set of pictures so yeah technology helps in that way i see these guys with the uh, microsoft surfaces uh i just went to an event and they were showing me some of the technology and i was like wow wow that's amazing but it's still, you know, it's, it, it's on an iPad, so it's right away, and it takes away that poor intern from running. But it's still still, yeah. and I guess they didn't want to make it, you know, so it moves because it would be too distracting or it would take too long or something like that. But it's still a still picture, but it's, you know, it, it's faster. You know, it, it's right there when you get off the field. You just pick up uh, the surface, and there it is. There's your, there's your defensive series. Okay, now two, two last questions. First, okay. um, would you uh, would you give up what the Redskins want for Kirk Cousins, and what do you think about Kirk Cousins? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, of course, you know what he's done at, at at Washington. I think he's done a he's done a great job. He's familiar. Um, you know, I don't. You're gonna have to give up some draft picks, right? Um, yeah. You know, but you but at the same time, you know, you, you need to find a quarterback. I mean, all the quarterbacks are free agents, right? And, you know, I think mm-hmm. Colin has chosen to opt out. Am I correct about that? Yep. Well, so, so yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Colin may not be there. You know, Ponder is free agent. Blaine is a free agent. Um, so, you know, and, and was it, was it, and it was another quarterback on practice squad that Kelly brought the newest system. I think it was it that? No, it was another. But anyway, I think you have no one on your roster. So, you know, it might be worth going for someone like that. Or do you kind of go with Garoppolo and see, you know, he may be cheaper, um, you know, if, if he wants to, to leave uh, that system in new England and, and become the man here. But, you know, there's some options there and, and you've got a lot of 49ers have a lot of, a lot of money. And, you know, that is pretty important. And I'm sure, you know, as a head coach, you, you want, you know, your franchise quarterback, or you're going to spend forever trying to find one. So you want to get someone in place and it, you know, it might be an option. I mean, why not? Why not, you know, Go for it. I mean, this is a guy whose whose game has has gotten better every year. He's become a starter at at Washington, and and he's a guy that's familiar, and you're familiar with him. You know what he can do, and and things that he can do, and he can do well. So you know, it's going to cost you some dough. 
I mean, what is he, you know, $20 million or something like that? You know, Garoppolo might be a little cheaper, you know, and then you can watch his cat develop. But, you know, you've got to build some kind of depth even, you know, at that quarterback position. So, you know, if you can get someone who, who you know, who's got some, some playing time under his belt and then you can develop someone from the draft, I think, you know, that would be, you know, a good way to start, you know, building, you know, that at that position because, you know, the 49ers do not have – I mean, think about it. The 49ers do not have a quarterback. I mean, they do not. I mean, there's the guys, everyone who's on the roster now most likely won't be there when OTA start or when camp starts or whatever they're calling it now. You do not have a quarterback. So, you know, you have no. to be open to any idea as far as a quarterback goes, you know, draft or free agent. And, you know, when you're sitting on a whole bunch of money – you know, it, it might be the thing to do. And I think, you know, he's he's a guy that, you know, could be, you know, your franchise guy. He's a guy who's a leader. You know, he's a guy who, you know, who, who came from a team that, that had someone in place and he stepped in there and he's, like I said, he just got better and better and better. So, you know, I don't know. How much is he going to cost? $20 million? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And, and yeah. maybe a second-round draft pick, too, or something like that. Yeah. So – well, I, was I mean, thinking, you got to be I open. Maybe I mean, tra- at this point, you got to yeah. be open. Yeah, I was thinking maybe trade first and maybe give him a second next year. I mean, that could be a possibility, something like that. But yeah, um, and that you know that's that that's you know that's that's where uh, Lynch is going to come. I mean, what 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 what's going to? I mean, that's going to be his biggest test right there. I mean, that's going to be his first test. Oh, absolutely. Right there. Absolutely. I mean, what, what's going to happen at that quarterback position, and and what's going to happen there, and so. You know, both these guys, I'm, even though I'm excited about them, I, I'm not envious. You know, I, I watched them today sign those contracts, and I'm thinking, man, now they're locked in. They are locked in. They They've are got locked to be like, in. What, yep. Yeah, what are, what is, what's our next move? And when he, well, I'm sure when they look at their roster, they're start? like, holy yeah. mackerel. I mean, geez, we got a lot. I mean, <laughs> tell, your wife and your, tell your wife and your kids that they're not going to see you much because we got a lot of work to do. And – you know, and, and and it's good. You know, they're you know they're young, so hopefully they got a lot of energy. You know, well Lynch is not that <laughs> yet young, but you know, he's. I mean, he's, yeah. you got to get after. I mean, you got to start. You know, resourcing. You got to start guys that that you know, the guys that you know, like Kyle, the guys that played for him. Uh, you know, it, it, it's you got to start. You know, calling some agents and trying to figure this out. I, I don't, I'm not envious of them at all because they've got. You know, the next couple, I mean, they got to lock down the staff. You know, they got the front office. You got your personnel guy. You got to, you got to get with your scouts and say, listen, you know, it, and, and, and I think the faithful have to be, have to be patient. And I just hope Jed's patient too, because yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see this happening in one year. I don't think next season no way. you're going to see the 49ers, you know, in the Super Bowl. You know, I don't think, I don't think you're going to see, you know, this happen right away. I think it's going to take a couple of years, and I just hope the, the 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 faithful are patient, and I and I mostly hope that Jed's patient because it's yeah. it, you know, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. I mean, have a goal of maybe six wins. I mean, let let's see if we can get to six this year, and just build well, up that. I mean, well, you know, you know I mean, that's what it, I yeah, think you have that, to that'd, do. That'd be fantastic. I mean, after, after Coach Tom Sula, people were saying, "Well, it can't get any worse." But guess what? It got worse. So, so, so you know, yeah. Let, let's let's shoot a goal to to, yeah. to get a better team and build a roster and, and and build 
you know, that culture and, and try to try to get back on track, you know, try to try to compete for more than a half. And, 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 and you know, last season was bad, but there were some times, I mean, in, in the first half, you were just like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then everything just kind of, you know, goes downhill second half. So, you know, let's, let's get to the point where let's play four quarters. You know, the Rams game, thank God for the Rams last season. But, you know, that, that game huh. against the Rams down in, in L.A., you know, all of a sudden it was like, whoa, here we go. This is what we've been looking for. You know, we're scoring points in yeah. the second half. So, so what the heck uh, was this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is, yeah. So let, let's, <laughs> let's get a game plan, get some guys out there that, you know, can put in four quarters. And, and whatever that is, you know, with the scheme or, or practice or attitude or leadership, let's work on that. Let's work on being competitive for four quarters. Yeah. Now, if if Ray gets out of line tomorrow, just smack him in the back for us, okay? Just just give him a little. Uh, you know what, Ray, Ray? Ray is. I mean, Ray is great though because Ray is gonna yeah, say is. stuff that he's just gonna be like, and he's just gonna he's gonna be Ray, and that's that's kind of his deal. I mean, you know, you know, 49ers are awful. They're awful, and you know, this is gonna take ten years to turn around. You know, I don't believe that to be true, but. I respect Ray a lot because he know he's got a lot of knowledge is, about a lot of stuff. But you know he, he he's gonna say what he's gonna say and he's gonna be and he's gonna I, be very direct about it. He's gonna be like, boom, this is it. Forty ers are awful, and that's the deal. <laughs> I, I was doing that tour the other day. He said, yeah, he he's a guy that you hate him, but at the same time you want to listen to him. <laughs> yeah, I he's mean got, he just says how it but, is. But yeah, he's gonna say it in, in a very yeah a very he's gonna say it in a very direct way. Hey, they are awful. Yes. There's no way they are yes. awful. And you know, and it's hard to sit. You know, for me at least, a, you know, a guy who's got you know history <laughs> with the team and love, they're awful. You know, they've got some challenges. How about that? <laughs> yeah, they got some challenges. These guys, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure about these guys. I'm not too sure. So yeah, but you so know, Ray. I would love I would love to like I tell Ray all the time, Ray, I would love for you to go to the press conference and you know, and just just ask a question. I mean I don't know I don't know if he's if if he could even go down there, but you know, I just would love for Ray to be there it and be, be like, funny. Hey Hey, here's a question for you. What is the deal? You know, just you know, just get after it, you know, like he does in studio. So But you know, I that I would be Ray. awesome. Ray's great. Oh yeah. I, I mean I would no. love to spend the day with Ray. Just you know, because you know it's, it's it's interesting because during during the shows you know Ray is 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 on his computer and he's he's a numbers guy and he's you know baseball he's yeah. you know he, he's got teams up on his laptop top I don't know if it's minor league teams or high school teams but it seems I never heard of and he just he can just rattle off numbers about these teams so he's got a lot of knowledge. Now has there been a decision on who uh, who will be doing the after games with you this year? You know, I no, and uh, no. I'm looking okay. forward to see who who comes in. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I put a Bright few Young. names out Bright there. Bright Young. Yeah, BY. I mean, think about that? you know, BY. BY would be great, but he lives in North Carolina. Oh That's gosh. kind of a long commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he he's. I, I've talked to him, and you know, BY's got a family, and he's like, yeah, I don't. I think I could yeah. six months in the Bay Area, you know, to to do post game, pre game, and a couple other shows. So it's not 
But yeah, BY would be great. I would love that BY. But you know, I've you know, I put some names out there and you know, they're gonna have some auditions. Mm-hmm. They haven't even they haven't even set the show, so I don't know what the vibe is gonna be. You never know. I mean it could be okay. they could say there is no more show. So you know, I don't know. They haven't decided yet, but I'm I'm hoping I can still be involved uh, in you know, whatever capacity. So I'm excited. Yeah. I love it. Love it. No, I love it. <laughs> it was great. Great. I, yeah, I turn around right away. Right after those games, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do oh, it. Geez. Listen, it, and, it's, and it's been tough. It's been tough the last couple of seasons. I mean, it really yeah. has. I mean, I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, be kind of positive. And, it's, and they always kind of encourage, you know, be positive about the whole deal. But last season it was, it was hard to be positive. And, you know, you know these guys. I'm at practices. I talk to these guys. I see them at different – uh, community events, and it's it's hard to get after them. But like you know, like I told a couple guys, you know, you you got to be accountable. You know, you got to be accountable for what's kind of going on on the field, and you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, you know, for four seasons, you know, these guys couldn't do wrong. You know, and and right. and it's and it's and and it's gone the other way now. And you got to be able to take both sides of it. And and you know, when you're when you're out there and and you know what the record is, you know, just like a head coach, mm-hmm. you know your record. You know sure. what people are saying, and you know they always. You know I don't read the papers, blah blah blah. Yeah, everyone reads the paper, and you read it more, you know, when you're not doing well, because you know you want to hear what people are saying about you and how bad they're talking about you. So these guys know that the last two seasons is is it's been it's been hard, it's been unacceptable the way you know that product on the football field, and I think. When I say there's a new energy, I think that I really do feel it. I was over there a couple of weeks ago having lunch with Keena Turner, mm-hmm. and you know a couple of guys were coming oh. through, and I think they feel like, hey, you know, you you never want to be on a bad team. You don't want to ever play bad. They don't play bad on purpose. No. You know, they're excited about be, being better and getting better. And I think when they see what's coming now, I think you know they're excited. I think they feel good. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of different faces around 4949, you know, front office and on the playing field. And I think a lot of guys are ready for that. And, and, and it is what it is. When you're, it's almost like a grow up time. I mean, when you're a professional athlete, this is, it is what it is. This is what it's about. It's about performance. And you understand as an athlete, a professional athlete, that it's about your performance on the football field. And I think these guys are really ready to get better. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. We just got something breaking news here. Uh-huh. Brian Young is supposed to be hired as defensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? So I guess, I guess he's out for the show, huh? I guess he's out for the show. Pro Are you being very serious right now? Very serious right now. You need to text well, Brian Young right now and say, is this, is it, if this well, is true. I will when I will. When I get off the phone, I'll, I'll definitely. But are yeah. you being serious? Well, that's yeah, I'm dead serious. Pro football. That, Curtis you know, on, Yeah. Well, BY, you know, BY, is a, it, that's perfect. I mean, he coached here at San Jose State. Yeah. He was yeah. at, he yeah. was at I think, FSU for a while. Um, you know, his son, you know, got ill, and he had to kind of take, take a break. And that's good for BY. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, he uh, worked under. Found, this is real, right? Say what? Yeah, I'm here. This is 
This is real, right? This isn't fake. No. Yeah, it just no, it just came up. It just it it was just sent to me um from um yeah, somebody on Twitter. Is. They just sent me the information. This is not fake Talk news, about. is it? No, no. football no. talk. And NBC, NBC to it. Yeah. Well good for BY. See? See you said oh it right there. You, you mentioned his name and now he's locked in. I don't part like of it that. Is, yeah, but he well, worked you know, under Quinn at Florida from 11 yeah. and 12 when Quinn was at Florida as D.C. Yeah, so, so they have a working uh, relationship already. Relationship, yeah. And B.Y.'s a great guy. I mean, he's got. To, I don't know if he's got to pack up the fam now, you know, from North Carolina. But yeah. um, so there you have it. I'm gonna have to, uh, I have to send him something. Send him a text and say, "Hey, congratulations!" Yeah, so definitely hey, send him a text. All right, listen. Real, listen real once, quick. once you get out of once you get out of football, any gig's a good gig. Okay, so be happy for him. I know. I know. I am. <laughs> you know, he's one of my all-time favorites. What, yeah. What, what did you think about Tio? Tio, come on, seriously? <laughs> Not be in the Hall of Fame. This is ridiculous. Hey, l- listen, listen. You know, you know how people people say, you know. You always have to cherish your relationships. Uh, T.O. and, you know, when, when, when he was just Tara when he was, I mean, he wasn't T.O. yet. Um, yeah. He, 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 you never, I mean, you look at his numbers, great player. You know, you look at the teams he's played for, people let him go. No one's ever said he's a great teammate. So, you know, and, and as far as getting to the Hall of Fame, I don't, next year I think Randy Moss is going to be up. You know, he, he may miss that too, but you know, you always gotta, you know, the way you carry yourself always is going to kind of stay with you and how people perceive you. You know, I tell my son all the time, you know, you, you have to present yourself in a way where people are going to remember you in a positive way. If it's going to be something negative, it's always going to come back to you. It's all and same thing in business. You know, you never want to burn bridges. You know, you always want to, have a good working relationship with whoever you're with, teammates, reporters, coaches, or whatever it is. You have to have a positive uh, way you present yourself. And I think it's killing them now. I mean, whoever gets in those rooms and decides that, you know, if you look at the numbers, I mean, after Jerry Rice, I mean, who is, who's the guy? It's, it's, it's him, <laughs> you know, and, and why he's not I in. I mean, that's – You know, it's not, it's, yeah. it's not because the way he played. <laughs> you know, it's not – you know, it's not the years he played. You know, it's not his numbers. So, you know, what else can there? What else can that it be besides someone saying, "I don't like the way," you know, he wasn't a very good teammate. You know, if he was such a good guy, why are these teams releasing him? Why did the Cowboys release him? Why did well, Philadelphia release him? I mean, you were in the locker room with him. Obviously, when Steve Young was there, he was very controlled. When Steve Young yeah, was, left, was, Jerry was, Rice left. Was, then it, it was, was different. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. When, 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 when he came to the 49ers, he was very quiet. He had really good work ethics. Uh, you know, he, you know, Jerry was the guy that took him under his wings. Uh, and, you know, he was, you know, as far as I know, he was a very, when I saw after, when I saw the T.O., I was very surprised. I was like, is this the same cat that, you know, used to just sit in front of his locker and wait for Jerry to come in so he could go watch friend with Jerry or he can go out and work out? in the weight room with Jerry and things like that. And I think, yeah, after all that leadership, we were just talking about leadership. You know, he was a guy, he was the man. After everyone was gone, he thought he was the man. And, and 
You know, and he he took on a whole new, you know, image. He took on he took on the TO image, and you know, so he bounced around to different teams, and he never, you know, he never really connected with any franchise. And but he, you know, but he was still very productive on the football field, right? I mean, his numbers are great. But now it comes up. Yeah. You talk about a Hall of Fame, and you know he's not in it. And he's, you know, and I, I think I heard somewhere that he went on Twitter, and now he's, you know, he's talking about the, you know, the Hall of Fame. So that doesn't help either. <laughs> you know, instead of saying I, I'm, I'm so happy to be at least nominated or in the final, the finalist or whatever that is. Now he's, you know, so you always, you know, you got to understand that, you know, people get that and people get a bad vibe, and it always kind of comes back to you, but. You know, I don't know. Oh, that's I, I, it. I, that's it. What's that? Dennis, T.O. is going to join you for this year. That's how it gets in the you know graces. What? He came. Wow. He came on the show. He came on the show once, and you know, I remember. I don't. That. You know, yeah. He, and he did a he did a good job. I don't know where he lives at, but you know, I I mean, why not? I mean, think about you know, people would be fired up about that. So yeah, why not? Give him a call. How about that? Wow. And then again, I don't. Wow. I don't know if you know. I don't know if Comcast could really afford him. <laughs> well, I'm well sure not his, with your you know, salary. I mean, yeah, your salary. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's cheap. So high. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gosh. I had I had cheese and crackers for uh, dinner tonight. That's that's what my salary is. <laughs> <laughs> Bread and water. Yep. Bread and water, me. baby. It's, hey, it's the off season now. You know. <laughs> you, you ever been to Taco Bell and get that 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 box uh-huh. of tacos for for ten bucks, bro? That's what I that's what I love right. all in the off season. Taco Bell mm. box of tacos. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Unbelievable. You know, it's too bad because he was such a great receiver, you know. And like I said, I don't next year. Like I think Randy Moss is up next year. So you know, unless they put two receivers in, I mean, you know, they put two running backs in this year. So you know, he, but you know, you can't. You can't badmouth the Hall of Fame now. I mean, that's that's not cool either. So, I mean, I, I think that that doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought when he went on the whole Skip Bayless thing, that would control it. He's been pretty quiet since then. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think he, he belongs in there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, number wise, yeah. I mean, but absolutely. I mean, one thing one thing you've never heard about. Uh, was that he's a great teammate. You never heard that. You've heard he's a great receiver, he's oh. competitive, he's this and that, but you never say he's a great teammate. Don't talk about Tony Romo though. No, no. That's my quarterback, baby. <laughs> That's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's you great. know, then I look at the I look at the NFL network and you know, their entire <laughs> panel is Hall of Famers. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're their entire panel. How is that even possible? Oh, they're on the NFL Network. I mean, their entire panel is Hall of Famers. Okay, one more How question. About I, I promise. <laughs> All right, I right promise here. I will let you go. Okay, we okay. have a Twitter question. Uh oh. What game? What, what was the last game you played a candlestick? And did you win? The last. Oh wow, that's a, that's a tough one. I was like, ooh, the last yeah. game. Oh. Wow, I, I, you know play, what? I, I was that a my last game? game as a forty. No, my last game of Fortnite was a playoff game against uh, Green Bay. So it was it was in Green Bay. Ugh. So I don't even know. But I'll tell you this: the, that that last game at Candlestick, the pick at the six, 
me and Dana Stubblefield lined up on the field and we ran a defensive stunt. It was a it was a TN. Uh, Dana went first and I went <laughs> behind him. So so I have pictures of that on my Facebook. That was the last time I lined up at at uh, at Candlestick. Really. That is <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> but as that far is as awesome. Games, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you that. You know, you know how long ago that was. Oh my! You know, I'll be fifty this year. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll be forty-four this year. That's well, far you behind know, you, then. No, well, far yeah. enough. I mean, I can't remember forty-four right now, uh, which is oh. which is also very sad. But you know, that's a whole different thing. There's I heard there was, a, there, was a, there was a big decision on the concussion settlement too today, so I got to do some research on that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, do us a favor. Go go tell yeah. BY congratulations. And I will. Uh, yeah. we will definitely be talking to you later. Definitely. Yeah, do that. So I, wish I enjoy you... coming on your show. It's really fun. I, I love it. Um, I yeah. love it. And like I said, I you know I listened to you with uh, Matt and Dexter. That was a great show. And uh, yeah, yeah. So we, do you know the do you, do you know the history with 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 myself and Matthew? No. So um, no. we went we went on a red and gold cruise. That's where I met him at. And we went to okay. Catalina Island, and we went to Ensenada, Mexico. And that's where yeah. I met him. And it was kind of cool because he was telling me he was from. He's from uh, Green Bay area, and his father does a radio show, mm-hmm. big Packers fan, but he's a 49er fan. And, you know, he's had a lot of knowledge, great guy. You know, we had, we had some, some, some tequila, and we talked, and we played golf on the boat. We became really good friends, and he, he had this radio show, and I've done a few shows with him. And, of course, me and Dexter were in the same draft class. So it was really cool to kind of do that with them. It's always cool to help out you know, a former player, you know, doing whatever he's doing. So, yeah, Matt, me and Matthew go way back to Ensenada, Mexico. Man. Well, him and, yeah. Dex, him and Dexter are coming out for Chicago this year. I would invite you, oh, but you're going to be busy. So. Yeah, I'd be a little busy, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, I always, yeah, I no, it's going to be exciting. You know, I'm always on the, I'm on the set like an hour before the game, and then I have to go do other stuff during the game, but – uh, I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of busy. Then of course the post game, but I always you know a lot of those guys kind of come around. I'm like, hey, come to the set. You know, we'll get you like a yeah. set. Come to the set. We'll we'll get you on and we'll give you a gift certificate to uh, Michael Mina and you can come and you know talk about your show <laughs> or something like that. But you know, once you get to the once you get there, you get you know you get involved with the tailgating and all that stuff. So you know, a lot of guys oh, yeah. don't make it over no. to the set. Yeah. No, absolutely. But good. Yeah. Are you guys? Enjoy doing that. Are you yeah. guys still like hidden in that, where you can, can you can you see it in from you guys, or is that blocked, or is that all blacked out behind you? It um, seems like it's blacked behind out us, behind you. Well, well, on the set. Like if or, you're uh, if you're outside, outside from where, outside, can you see you guys inside or no? Is that all blacked yeah, out? I mean, if on the post game, we do the post game inside. And there's a yeah. there's, there's a big huge window, and the first year uh, at uh, at Levi's, you know there would be a crowd of people outside, kind of cheering and stuff. And you know, the last couple seasons, not so many people on the outside, but yeah, you can see inside. Okay. Okay. And then okay. and of course the set on the outside, you know, you can be around the entire set. Yeah, that's awesome. I love when you guys do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty you cool, but. The last couple seasons, there have been nobody after the games, 
looking at <laughs> through, the, through the mirror. <laughs> but the first season, that first season, I mean, it used to be a because there's just like there's a little parking lot and we're right next to the museum, and you know people were just yeah. kind of hanging out after the game and you know they were you know they'd be cheering and forty nine woo banging on the window and stuff. Last two seasons, not so much. Which part? Which part of the stadium are you guys on? Uh, we are gate. What gate is that? It's like the main entrance. You know where the will call, the ticketing is. Okay, by the will call. Then? Right. Yeah, we're right next to the will call. Right next between oh, okay. will call and the museum. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think it's gate. That I guess it's gate A. It'd be gate A. Yeah. Did it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on, Dennis. We have such a good time hey, with you. Not a um, problem. Always, man. Always. As long as, man. As, long as uh, Miss Howard gave me that reminder, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me get to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's long as you got a reminder, right. I'm good. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Dennis, uh, we will see you tomorrow on TV. And okay. uh, once again, if, if Ray gets out of control, just give him a little tap on the back from us. <laughs> hey, Ray's a big guy. I'm not messing with Ray. I know. I know. <laughs> loves his, he loves his giant self. Loves his giant. He does. He <laughs> really does. 49ers, not so much. Eh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys, not we'll a see you guys tomorrow on TV. And uh, definitely go <laughs> check out. Mr. Dennis Brown and Dennis, it's always a pleasure, and we'll talk to you next time, brother. <laughs> All right, thanks for having. All right, thanks, Dennis. All right, take care. Bye bye. And that was Mr. Dennis Brown. We have such a good time with him. He is such a nice guy. I mean, really, such a nice guy. He puts on such a great uh, talk. <sighs> yeah, he does. He does. He's got some great stories. I have to say, I'm a little upset about this whole Brian Young thing, guys. It's throwing me for a loop here. <sighs> It'll be okay, Brian. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get to our draft stuff, but that's okay. Well, uh, We can do this tomorrow. Um, so we'll be, uh, after we talk about the press conference. We'll be going over Miles Garrett, Jonathan Allen, Ruben Foster, Zach Cunningham, and just for Jeff, Mike Williams. <laughs> oh, don't go there. Just for me. Come on now. Uh, oh, he still thinks he's a number two pick. <laughs> okay, we'll hey, see about that, Jeff. <laughs> depending on free agent, depending on free agency, I also said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we don't get a wide yep. receiver and free agents, what are you going to do? You've got to get yeah, somebody. That's true. That is very true. No, like if we pick up a Terrell Pryor or Terrence Williams, then no, Mike Williams isn't there no more at number two. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But this is so, all pre-draft, um, pre-free agent talk. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, we'll do that. And, we'll, you know, we'll start breaking down some of the other top picks. And uh, kind of introduce you everybody to who they may be looking at and uh, why they would fit our system. Um, so with that being said, 
Um, this is Brian from Nice Radio, uh, Jeff, my co-host, and always a beautiful Dina. And we will be on the air tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, until tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> Everyone have a good night. And we will see you tomorrow. Good night. We go to bars and tailgate at the stick. Drink with friends and cheers to Kaepernick. And Patrick Willis, you know we got this. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.